Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and uh, we've covered one of the four topics of home ground advantage. Now, I don't think I need to tell you that every sports team on earth does better at home. Home ground advantage means you you feel strong, you feel familiar, you feel safe, you feel all these things. And so when we talk about work-life balance, I think a lot of that home ground advantage um, is we're leaning into it, trying to gain home ground advantage. But there are a lot of myths and misunderstandings about it. So we've compartmentalized home ground advantage into four different phases. The first one we've covered in the last podcast, which is called rebooting. And in rebooting, we're talking about the exercise programs, the digging the garden, the chopping the wood, getting out and actually physically engaging yourself in the realities of your animal nature and allowing that to express itself unrequited, in other words, without embarrassment or shyness. Not getting caught up socially, not getting caught up performance-wise, not measuring yourself, you're not, unless you're an Olympian, you're doing those physical rebootings in order to get back to work or get back to your creative output or get back to life in a really good way. And so what we talked about was how little time it really takes to reboot physically and emotionally and mentally. You don't need holidays if you do it every day. So let's now move on to the second part of this, which is the second quadrant of uh, home ground advantage, which is yourself, being yourself. Now, there is no, um, there's no greater disagreement amongst all the philosophies of life as to what is the self. Um, if you talk to people who have a religious thing, the self is um, character and moral complicity. Um, if you talk to Eastern philosophy, the self is uh, some form of soul, some sort of um, out-of-body connectivity. Um, if you talk to people who are commercially uh, wired, very uh, commercially driven, they'll say the self is your wealth. And, and your contribution that you have using that self. So, And then there's another group of people who think they are what they think and therefore they are very righteous and very defensive if you say something against what their thought processes are or what their beliefs are. They think they are what they think. But none of these really help us in this conversation because all of those concepts are invented to communicate to people that there is a self and that self can be a very important part of their life. So it's not about which one's right and which one got it wrong, whether a religion saying your moralistic code of behaviour is a definition of yourself and therefore your character is a sign, whether another person says their performance reveals their self um, in terms of business or sport, whether another person says there is no self and they sit in meditation trying to evaporate their physicality out of the conversation. It, it, it's really not important. They're all acknowledging one single thing, and that is there is a self. And that self uh, supposedly should be a, a really important part of our home ground advantage, knowing ourself. And 
we can accept that we reinvent and we reinvent this self based on how much money we've got, what we want, what we don't want, what we need. And therefore, the whole of consumerism is built on the development or the manifestation of some form of, of identity around a self. It's also known that in the human body, there are five elements. There is earth in your body, which is things like, you know, the calcium in your bones. There is water in your body, things like the urine and fluid and, um, and blood and uh, lymph and saliva and all the fluids of your body. There are, is the heat in your body, which we would simply uh, give uh, the definition of just the energy of your body, what makes it burn, uh, fuel the calories that are converted into activity or not. Then there's the um, movement of the body, which we call the air, which means the body wants to go here and go there. Um, uh, it wants to engage and communicate with other people. That's the air. And then there's the part of your, of your body, of yourself, which is philosophical and therefore is a daydreamer or wants to know what the future looks like or wants to imagine what it could be like. And, and that's called the etheric. There's a strong possibility that yourself is composed of those five elements in different degrees. There are some with a lot of the earth, part of their self, which is the very strong, grounded, realistic, um, you know, it, it, I don't believe it till I see it. Um, I want to own property. I want to own things in order to believe that I am a self. I need to have more and more wealth. I need to have more and more money, no matter how much I've got, because that, for that person, defines themselves. They define their self as the amount of wealth they have, the amount of material they have. There's the water person who defines themselves as how many people they care for. They, they try to create a, a congregation or a community or a collective or a family. And they, they wrap their arms around this family saying, the more I care, the more I am myself. And the more that people appreciate my caring, the more self I feel. And um, ideally, that person would also become a, a, a caregiver in, in the public domain. Then there's those people who love to make trouble. And the troublemakers are the fire people because the troublemakers, the fire people, always want to change what is. They are, if it's quiet, they want to make it noisy. And if it's noisy, they want to make it quiet. If it's going left, they want to make it right. If they want it right, they want to make it left. Fire people are the marketers of the world. They are selling shit. They're always wanting something different. And those fire people thrive in environments where there is constant and disrupted heat energy change. Then there are the air people. The air people are the communicators, the connectors, the interconnectors, the cross-connectors. Air people are thriving on the internet and the and uh, social media because an air person can have 25 million billion friends they've never met and feel like they're connected all over the planet. So air people thrive on that. And etheric people um, are... Are, are very keen to imagine the world in a, in a different way than it is. They are keen to envisage, if you will, 
visualize, uh, envision something in the future that's beautiful, something in the future. So visionary people are able to see the future much better than others. Now, here comes the twist. If you're born, <clears throat> you're born with a body that doesn't have much earth. Now, let's just say you are not thick boned. Let's just say you're a thin boned person, you're relatively uh, tall, you, um, your wrists are small, um, and you would honestly say the amount of density in that body is very low. And so it's presumed by the people who practice the art of um, body awareness that you do not have a high fuel tank of earth. Let's just say you have a body which is quite soft and no matter how much gym work you do, no matter how many exercise you do, you still stay with a bit of fat around you, arms, uh, your biceps aren't really clearly defined, but they're, they're, they're bigger. Um, your bones are fairly solid. Your, your legs are fairly big. No matter what you do, you don't lose weight. And no matter what you do, um, you stay fairly, what would be called comforting. Comforted, comforting, comforted, comforting. And if that was your body and you tried to be an earth person and try to do what an earth person could do all day, you wouldn't have the fuel to do it. If you were an earth person and you tried to do what a water person could do all day, you wouldn't have the fuel to do it. And so there is a belief that what, you, what is called your soul template, in other words, what you're here, this, this journey on earth, what you're here to learn about and what you're here to do, is prescribed by the body type you've been given. Now, because people don't understand their body type, they hear the words, you can do anything. And, the, and that's absolutely 100% true. You can do anything. The only question is for how long. So if I'm, let's say I, uh, Chris Walker is a fire type of body and I love change. I can make changes, changes, coaching uh, all day. But if you ask me to sit with a group of people and be a teacher, uh, which requires a much more aerated personality, light-boned, uh, relatively uh, short stature, um, really happy to multitask. I would last about an hour before I start to feel the need to prop myself up with supplements or what's called, in my language, substitutes. And when I start substituting because I'm doing too much for my constitution, I start introducing rogue variables. For example, alcohol. Alcohol erates people, makes them um, spin. And so alcohol, for if, a, if a fire person or an earth person um, or a water person is doing too much erating work, they will drink alcohol to erate them. And so people change their disposition or try to change their constitution because what they hold fix is how they do what they do. So let's just say um, you're an air or ether constitution, which is a daydreamer and a big visionary person, and you get a job tomorrow as an accountant. 
and the company says, we want you to do the, the accounts. Now, the accounting is an earth job. A job person who can sit down, grounded in a chair in a solid office with a mahogany desk and count numbers all day, that's an earth person and they love it. And they can do it all day, all night, all the next day and not feel that much tired. But an etheric person asked to do that job will not, will not thrive because they don't have a big earth fuel tank. And what happens is about half an hour into it, they start to fall asleep. They start to get uh, grumpy and they start to get really overwhelmed and they start to get confused and they find distractions and the phone rings and they need to get up and go for a walk. And then next thing you know, they're imagining how they could install a new computer system, but the job doesn't get done. And so to get the job done, that etheric person might start eating meat and they might start going to boxing class, and they might start riding a bike, and they might start doing things in order to try and make them into an earth person. Now, if you can imagine this template that I'm sharing with you today, that there are five elements, that each of us is born with a different amount of each of the elements, that it never changes, you can actually see a baby's constitution at birth, and you can see a person's constitution after they're dead, in other words, just from their bones, it's proven, therefore, that our constitution doesn't change for the entirety of our life, even though what we do and how we do it can change to accommodate that body. What we try to do is accommodate to the body to how we do things. So a fire person teaching a class will aggravate the class, will provoke the class, will torment people, will dis be distracted from teaching, be more interested in the engagement or the volatility of conflict and debate in the room. Um, a water person teaching a class might, if they followed their constitution, might be about a group um, breaking the, gr uh, the room into groups and having collaborative teams working through problems, which feels much more nurturing than um, a fire person would be comfortable with. An etheric person might just daydream the day away and let the students do whatever they want. Um, an earth person would have a really strict regime of how they want to study, when they want it done, what time it needs to be finished. Now, the complication of this is we borrow stuff from other people thinking that they got it right, but they only got it right for their constitution. So home ground advantage is what we're talking about here. And the second step of home ground advantage is your home self. And when you're at home and you're trying to be good or you're trying to be a constitution you're not, and you're not honouring your constitution because you don't know your constitution, you may very well be doing your home contribution. You may very well be uh, operating in a with your intention being to love and be caring, but you may very well be exhausting yourself by doing it in somebody else's style, somebody else's constitution. And getting this piece of the jigsaw puzzle clear is very simple. It's not complicated, but it is different. And so step two, life balance, home self, know yourself, know your constitution and know what makes you light up. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.